Orange flavor is good. The root beer flavor is good. Oh my Ho- god, you're an animal. Hold on. Orange is like the worst flavor. Yeah, Orange is the, the best flavor. Root beer. Cherry is the worst. Watermelon's the best. Watermelon's oh, good. Okay, if there's water, there's watermelon's not, good. Okay, I don't go to the kind of fancy banks that can afford watermelon flavored ones. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creatively Titled Podcast, brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. Get your filthy pig knuckle off this table, Jake. God damn it, Jake. Oh, it's one of these? And sitting next to Jake is someone else who wants you to get your filthy pig knuckle off his desk. It's Mark. Hey, guys. How yeah, the fuck know. did that happen? This I movie is full of quotable lines. Um, none quite as good as pig knuckle. None quite as good as pig knuckle. Um, I don't know what, what sh- the demons, ah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I gotta okay. say the pig knuckle line does make me want to play pea knuckle. <laughs> Nothing okay. makes me want to play pea knuckle ever. It's a strong start to the episode, boys. Yeah. For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched 2009's Drag Me to Hell, which, uh, was Jake pick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we will dive uh-huh. all the way into that real soon. And when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the ever-loving nonsense out of it. So uh, if you're interested in seeing a 10-year-old movie uh, without Damn it being it. spoiled. Fuck. Yeah, 10 years old. Oh. Then fair warning on that. Uh, and for those of you familiar with our Crackerjack operation, we'd ask that you take a minute to like, rate, and review the podcast on whatever app it is I'm sure you're using to listen to this on. Uh, that may not, may not seem like much, but it really, really does help, especially the reviews. But now, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Say, Mark. Yes? What are your beers for these fears? But actually, don't tell me, because as I was saying that, Jake took a sip of my beer for these fears that I poured him a little bit of and made... A shocking face at me. I feel shocking right now. <laughs> Jake, uh, what beer did you just take a sip of there? Uh, this is called Fall of Troy by Belching Beaver. It's an orange vanilla milkshake IPA. That's where the thing was getting me. It The orange comes across as if this were a sour, but then you have the vanilla part come on real strong, and it obviously has a creamier complexion <laughs> because of the milkshake part with all the lactose and stuff. Wow. Yeah, it's actually an orange vanilla milkshake double IPA. Well, I mean, the so... double is just the alcohol, so. <laughs> so you're just, it's just an orange Julius that has vodka in it? Essentially, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's a belching beaver beer. I've never had it before, but you're right. This sounds is, classy, this Mark. This is a hell of a flavor. Um, this now, is Jake, a weird beer. Do you know why I got this beer? No. Okay. Care to venture a guess? Uh, probably something about a beaver. Nothing about beavers whatsoever. Uh, did it have anything to do with belching? Not neither of that either. You could although belch, there is some belching. You yeah, could belch something. There's a lot face. of belching mm-hmm. in this movie. I'll go with that too as okay. a second reason. Well, I'm not going to keep giving you. Justin your beer here. Long's stuck-up parents have a cat named Hecuba. Hecuba was the queen oh, of Troy. Oh, I did not pay attention to that at all. And this is the fall of Troy, which part of which I believe was Hecuba's death. So directly relevant to this movie. Assuming that's accurate, and also deep pull, and okay. Pretty good for me, though. 
pretty, I, pretty I, I got to tell you, you, actually, I'm I'm pretty happy with that selection. That's a pretty good yeah. selection. <laughs> I think it's fine. That's, yeah. that's deep, and you usually go shallow, so and we it's changed it up. Interesting tasting beer I've never had before, so that's a I thing, I can scoot too. in front of Mark and go with mine, because I did go shallow. Okay, well, Mark, now you can go, because Jake's not making that weird face I anymore. I just said I'm going to scoot in front of him. Oh, my God. You still not can't go, You're Mark. actively not listening. You you're still pr- can't you're, go. You're practicing your active not listening. Holy ignoring. It's important to ignore actively. Yeah, I'm drinking a Stone Ripper, which is a San Diego pale ale. That's a funny thing people are doing these days. Anyway, drag me to hell, rip me to hell, whatever. There's also a demon on the uh, stone can. Wait, 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 wait. You can't just whatever over your tenuous connection between drag me to hell and rip me to yeah, hell. Yeah, it's like a synonym. Because the title of that beer is Ripper. It's a synonym. Oh, I told you I punted. Yeah, you sure did. I went shallow is what I said, but that's <laughs> basically a punt. Yeah, and there's a demon face on it. It's a it's a whatever. Stone's logo. It's like a this will get you your degree, but no one's really gonna care. It's basically your D's for degrees sort of thing, depending on where you went to school. And it course. arguably might not even get you your degree. I think it would. <laughs> All right. Mark uh, uh, hold on. Wait one second. Jake, anything else you want to interrupt with before <laughs> yeah, Mark? Yeah, like talking about my work day. Okay. I'm yeah. Doozy How was of a it? day. Yeah. Uh, no, Mark, you can go. Okay, Mark, what was your beer for these? Oh beers? no, I actually do have something else. Oh I want to talk my about. god, seriously? I gave you a beer that I have never tried What's before. Happening? Or no, I've tried. You've never tried before. It's an Odell beer. Yep. Wolf Picker Experimental IPA has nothing to do with the movie, but I'm just really trying to actively stop Mark from talking. Okay. We're basically filibustering <laughs> his segment right now. Yeah. That's what the so, podcast needs. More filibustering. I, we don't I, have feel enough like we, of that. I feel like we don't have filibuster down. <laughs> That beer is experimental. They're doing a single hop IPA, one per season. This one is brewed with, what is it called? Strata hops? Uh, Hop strata. That's what it says, yeah. The strata hops. Extraordinarily grapefruity. Ooh, yeah, it's delicious. Ooh, I enjoy that very much. It's kind of weird. I don't know how it's going to pair with your uh, vanilla milkshake (laughs) thing. (laughs) Well, I've got a Rainier as a palate cleanser in between. True. Mark, do you want to talk now? This saga's over, Mark. I gave this movie a six. I'm sorry, where are we? What's happening? And this has been an episode. Okay. Mark, what are your beers for these fears? Um, I thought I punted, but I guess I put in the exact same amount of effort as you guys did. Woo! Wait, uh, hold on. I put yeah. in a lot of effort. Throw them in there. Throw them in there. There Throw- is a subplot that's on screen for just a few short seconds in this about how Catherine was once uh, the, the blue ribbon winner of some pork-themed contest when she was a child. I'm drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon. Okay. Yowzers. Yeah. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Um, <laughs> sure. I was planning on going to the liquor store today to get some beers, and then we had a storm roll in, and the roads were a nightmare. So I just had to go with whatever I had in my fridge. Were the roads a nightmare, or do you drive a Prius? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and that's an inclusive or right there. Yep. <laughs> Accurate. Um, so I win. Pretty hands down, Jack, I Jack, you win this week. Yeah. I'm but, okay with that. Yeah. This, is, this might be it. the first unanimous winner. <laughs> <laughs> for Jack, you mean? I just mean in general. But drinking beers and arguing about it isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. We uh, might have also experienced some other shit that's been going on in the horror world. Mark, do you have another thousand things you're going to have to blitz through? Just three. Okay. okay. Yeah, why don't, you, why don't you kick us off? What's been rocking your horror world? I'm glad you started with me, actually, because I have a, a historic wrong that needs to be righted. Uh, last week on the podcast, I said that this was Eli Roth. Yeah, we we both have wrongs to write here. At the end of the episode, Jake said we're going to be watching Drag Me to Hell. I asked which version, and you asked the e, or you responded the Eli Roth version. Yeah, there, so there are were, multiple. Versions. I was highly perplexed by your question, Jack. I let Mark slip right off me. <laughs> um, <laughs> we all need to offer a formal apology for that display. Yeah, that was a lot. We're yeah. sorry. Yeah, there's a lot of carbon monoxide in your room, which is why I fucked up. Right. Yep. yep. 
Um, sure. So I watched the 2018 flick House with a Clock in Its Walls. Okay. Um, or as my coworker shortens it to every time he asks me if I've seen it yet, have you seen House Clock Walls? Um, he doesn't like articles, I guess. You, and you have, a, you have a coworker that's repeatedly asked you about the House with the Clock in Its Walls. Yeah, he had that movie pass thing back when it was like still a thing. And he saw it, and he really liked it. And what? he knows that I watch horror movies, so he kept asking rewind. me if I'd seen House Clock Walls. I need you to rewind. I need you to rewind. Movie Pass was that deal where for ten bucks a month you could see as many movies as you wanted for a while. And in then, the theater, yeah. And then they made like blackout dates, and they made it worse and worse and Why? worse. And it all so collapsed. They took, it, they took like a, a huge bath on it. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was comically mismanaged. If you're gonna do, okay, there are so many problems that I'm not. I'm gonna choose not to go into this. There will Jake, be a documentary hold on, out Jake, about have it. Have you in legitimately a year or so. not heard of this? Uh, I don't recall. I don't recall the name of this, but there were competing ones. Actually, what you're saying about it is does not seem. And actually, like I mean, I they're know. they're still around, but they've been like so trimmed and clipped that. Like the, the perks really because it's a they... fucking stupid business. Okay, go. yes, go. accurate. Go, go. <laughs> so go. <laughs> I saw House with a Clock in Its Walls. Do you guys remember which one this was? Jack Black, fake yeah. uh, Goosebumps yes. or go, uh, whatever. Fake Goosebumps. I don't You're know. You're just saying that because Jack Black is in Goosebumps. Yes, and they're both kids' movies. It looked like they are. Okay. Yeah, okay. they're they're kids Fine. based movies. Yeah, exactly. Hey, did you guys realize that Eli Roth directed House with a Clock in Its Walls? Yeah, we talked about that. It was weird. Oh, okay. I guess I I either forgot about it or I wasn't paying attention when you guys were talking about it. Both you were channeling your viewing of that. <laughs> um, this is actually a pretty solid movie. If you're in for, I mean, th- there's sort of like a subgenre that we don't really ever delve into, and it's not particularly big, but it's like kid horror. Sure, uh, we reviewed Monster horror, Squad on the I cast. I, I can't wait for fucking. Okay, we'll get there. No, no, this is the spot for it. I can't wait for Scary Stories Tell in the Dark to come out. That's kid horror. Yeah, I that don't think that's like it's going to be kid horror. horror it's not going to end up being that shit Jesus. wasn't kid horror when I was a kid, but it was sure as shit marketed <laughs> to kids. Still to this day, the animations in those is like some of the scariest oh, shit 100%. on the planet. Yeah, I am fascinated by that. IP and I cannot wait for it to continue to just throttle me in my nightmares. Awesome. I think I would say something about that that I think it would have been all three of our most anticipated movie of 2019 if it had been confirmed at the time that it was coming out in We were a sweet spot for the yeah, execution of the books and can't wait for Guillermo to do his thing. Fuck yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, but I we're not talking about that movie. <laughs> we're here we're to talking about House Mark. Walls. Uh so I mean, look, you, kind of what you're expecting from the trailer is what you get out of this one. It's just dripping with whimsy, and Jack Black is a magician who's he's, he's trying to be a foster parent to this kid, and the kid has kid issues. He's getting bullied and whatever. It, it, it's exactly like one of those. It almost feels like uh, Monster Squad in a way, without actually monsters. Ex- whoa. Whoa. I'm not saying it's as good as Monster Squad. Thank you. You just get similar vibes out of it. Uh, sure. The only gripe I have with this one is that obviously when you're dealing with kids that are like eight or seven, there's some pretty rough spots. There's a scene where the the main kid has to talk about his family dying in a car accident, and he has to do one of those like forced crying things. He's like, it's, it's, yeah. gr- it's not great. I mean, I'm movies sure. can do that right. I mean, look at It or Stranger Things. I the knew kids. you were going to fucking say It. I knew it. I knew it. I knew the it. The child acting in that is fantastic. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it's not impossible, but it's it's a bit of a minefield. Anyways, that was the only gripe I walked away from this thing with. If you're in for, like, a change of pace, want something a little bit lighter, eh, give it a shot. My coworker uh, really liked did it. Did you say how you watched it? This was DVD in the mail. It's out there to be uh, rented, though. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next up, 
last Saturday, I was a little bored, so I threw on a nice little recommend from my buddy Jake over here. I watched the movie Terrified. Terrified, duh. Not Terrified. You've now watched yeah. both. You're the only one who's watched both, I'm sure. <laughs> that is accurate. Unless, yes. Unless Jack You don't know what I watched. So, yeah, so Mark, exactly. l- let me ask you a question about Terrified. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like my selling of it was accurate? That it was a sust- substantially creepy movie that just had a bonkers storyline? That had bas- it basically gave up on the storyline? <laughs> it doesn't have a storyline because of how bonkers it is? Essentially, yeah. Like the, yeah. the hoops that they jump through to try and get it to work are pretty preposterous. And I kind of really desperately want to ch- talk to you about this one just to see what your takeaway from it was. Fine, that's fine. Um, This was, I was hoping it was going to be a little bit better than it was. It's basically like, it's almost like an Argentinian version of The Grudge, which yeah. I can't remember if you made that comparison or not, but. uh, I don't remember either. I can't imagine that he did. I okay. doubt I'm that smart. It's it's similar in that it's sort of an anthology that's set within one location and the people who kind of yes. intersect with it. Uh, yeah, it's the a little bit... neighborhood is a good setting for that. It lends itself well. Yeah, I mean it's it's well put together. I enjoyed it. Um, I hadn't watched a movie in a while that had Spanish and subtitles, which I kind of forget that I speak a little bit of Spanish. So I started like forgetting to read in the middle, which is a weird thing that I haven't done in a while. Nice. Yeah. Um, so nice little afternoon movie, but I don't know. Uh, I don't. Afternoon. I don't know if I would use it as my recommend for the year of 2018. Well, the thing was, you saw substantially more movies than me uh, in that year, so my the, what I could pull from was a relatively small list. <laughs> what I would also say, though, is that this is a movie that was very interesting to me because it it surprised me in that it was actually, I thought it was, like you said, substantially creepy. I thought that it had several very good scare scenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. It was a scary I think the, movie. It just very didn't have first, anything else. The very first scare scene is actually the best of the movie. <laughs> Happens within the first like four minutes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's good. And not I, not to say that the other ones aren't good, but that was the best in retrospect. Sure. Uh, if good you movie. are if you are not out there movie. and you're champing at the bit to see this one, it's a Shutter original slash exclusive. So you got to go yes. on Shutter. Not my final stance because I just said a nightmare sentence is yes, you did. not a good movie but a good watch. Interesting. I don't think it's a bad movie. Okay, it's somewhere in the meh movie, but it's a good <laughs> watch as a horror thing. Sure. Yeah, it was more interesting than entertaining. I'm not inter- interesting is not the right word, but we're we're dancing around the point. I think you get it, listener. I'm gonna move on. I think we should just filibuster. Oh my god, Let's filibuster the listener. Uh, the last one, Jack, you're going to be excited about this. I watched the movie Venom. Ah. Oh, yeah. It's the not a good that, film. The movie that we all sort of decided was a horror movie, despite the fact that it wasn't a horror movie? Yo, it's not at all a horror movie. I don't movie. think I ever fucking said that. Oh, I, I didn't mean we as in us three. I meant we as in the, the society at large decided Society to makes a lot of good decisions, let me it's tell you. It's not at all a horror movie. Uh, no, it's really not. And I was kind of watching it, trying to convince myself that it could be, and there's like some some neo kaiju stuff that you might throw in there Jake like basically new monster type things okay. there's there's scenes where you could really okay. bend the truth and be like I could see this but yeah I mean ultimately okay. on balance it's not it's a it's a freaking Spider-Man movie whatever yeah it's bad um they did set it in San Francisco which I found strange well because it's not a Spider-Man movie right which is weird that Venom's costume looks like that because 
it didn't go to Peter Parker first, it didn't become Spider-Man first. It's it's confusing. Yeah, there's there's no uh, they don't do anything in that regard. It just jumps right to Eddie Brock and he becomes the Venom. Yeah, and... I mean to be clear, Marvel Pictures Disney doesn't own the rights to Venom or Eddie Brock, and Sony can't do stuff with Spider-Man currently. So. Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. Until Disney buys literally every company in Hollywood, they won't be able to. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, give it give it six months. Um, <laughs> I did enjoy it. Oh, it's watchable as hell. And yeah. Channing Tatum is always charming. Channing Tatum? Or... Nope. Uh, what, what's the yeah, other guy's Channing name? Channing Tatum. I get, the, I get him confused with Channing Tatum. I find them both charming. Fuck, Mark, what's his name? Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy. Jesus! Tom Hardy is always charming, too. Way more charming. I don't know about that. Not even that similar. Uh, pretty similar and pretty equivalently. Charming. I like Tom Hardy, and I don't give a shit about Channing Tatum. Although, the best part of the Whoa, Venom movie. Whoa, hold on. Yeah, What's that's weird. With Channing? I don't have beef with him. I just said I don't give a shit about him. How's that mean beef? <laughs> I don't dislike the man. The best part of the Venom movie is the new original song Eminem wrote for it, which he pretty I mean, clearly yes. was just like, fuck it. I'm going to write an Eminem song that's half about Dr. Dre and my daughter, and I'll say the word Venom in it a bunch. How about that? That's fine. Uh, I believe good. it also has an original song by Run the Jewels, so it's got a decent soundtrack in there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll take yeah. that. Uh, those are my three. Does it have feeling like Goku? No. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think only NBA promos have that. At this God, point. that's so ridiculous. I think Boracho, boracho, boracho. Well, I watched one movie this last week. Hey. Uh, we watched Rosemary's Baby uh, before for the last episode. That's correct. That's the movie we reviewed. That was on the like uh, Showtime extension of Hulu. Yes. Right? Which it turns out we... Well, I mean, my... it was stars, and it's not oh. the extension of Hulu. You can, It's just anywhere you have stars. We watch it on Amazon. Okay. He, okay. He chose uh, to do the thing. Apparently, stars. I have that through Hulu. Okay. Um, my wife tells me I think it's for one of the, like... Um, Highlander. Victorian, it's for Highlander. Yeah, whatever softcore porn. It's the same reason my wife has it. Is the reason shows. I yeah. know this. So I watched that, and then it said like uh, next up oh. uh, wow. suggested for you was Flatliners, and I couldn't sleep one night, so I oh, threw yeah. on Flatliners. I forgot about this oh and watched it. Is that the one Jack- with Ellen Page? It sure is. Okay. I forgot about this. Jack and I were on a run, and yeah. he was like, so I watched Flatliners. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? Okay. <laughs> um, this wasn't good uh-huh. at all. Uh-huh. It's infuriating. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's not, it didn't make me as angry as the Lazarus effect did. Okay, <laughs> so that was the important part. Yes. That was the important part. Yes. We've we've definitively drawn that line because that's the uh, that's where you go. Your mind goes there. Yes, and it's less bad than the Lazarus effect. I think. I'm but just I am barely. pleased by this. Just barely. you gotta you gotta close the loop and watch the Flatliners that came out in like 1983 or whatever. I'm that certain that's the best of the three. So it's bizarre because Kiefer Sutherland is in this movie but isn't playing the same character. So it's well, like, it would be preposterous if he was playing the same character. That wouldn't make any sense. He was supposed to originally. He thought he was playing the same character. He said in an interview it was un- only until he like read the credits afterwards that they had changed his character. What? Yeah. I don't get it. Even though how do you he get dies through, in the original one? How do you get through performing an entire movie without realizing He's, which your character is? He is barely in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that helps. It was supposed to be just a head nod type thing. Yeah, uh, this movie is really stupid. Really, really stupid. That's so crazy to me. I, I had high hopes. <laughs> uh, but in fairness, after it came out, we all knew that it was bad. Yeah, can't recommend it. Ellen Page isn't even that good, and I usually find her enjoyable. Bad writing. Bad writing. Very you, bad writing. 
But if you want to see it, it's anywhere Stars is. Stars, yeah, I think Stars, yeah. Whichever one has the the show with like kings and Highlander. queens and dongs. Is that yeah. Highlander? That's Highlander. Or the Tudors, maybe? No, Highlander. <laughs> Highlander, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I watched. Jake, yeah. what's been rocking your whole world? I, I do not recommend that, to be clear. Uh, I also watched one movie, and it was a weird thing. I don't even know how it happened. And when I tell you what I watched, oh, you're going to be like, what? <laughs> pause, pause, pause. Hold on. Outlander. Highlander is the one with the swords. <laughs> well, Outlander has swords in it, too. And dongs, apparently. Yeah. That, okay. Continue. Which one has dongs? Outlander? Oh, they all I, have dongs. <laughs> There's, there are dongs among the Well, that's, that's a good transition because the movie I watched had dong in it, too. Uh, <laughs> hung dong? Uh, a certain character hung a lot of dong. Okay. So I watched a movie called Castle Freak. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is a 1995 joint starring Jeffrey Coombs and Barbara Crampton. <laughs> Because they had to get those two together. Of course they did. <laughs> how, how, why not? I mean, the, the, the electricity is there. Absolutely. Um, this is a movie that I, I had heard of, and it I was kind of like perusing, hey, is anything new come on Shudder recently? And it was sitting there, not like right at the front, but, you know, somewhat recently added. I've heard about the movie before. <laughs> I've actually heard that it's relatively good. Okay. So I watched it. I was like, I don't know. I'm interested in this. I actually didn't know that Jeffrey Coombs and Barbara Crampton were in this movie. I didn't know anybody was in the movie other than a castle freak. <laughs> uh, the movie, the the plot of this movie is exactly what its name. A freak in a castle? It, it's about- Someone yeah, who's obsessed with William Castle? There's- <laughs> Yes. <laughs> no. So there's an Italian castle. Uh, there is a freak in this castle. It's like this monster. And basically the premise of the story is- Old Jeffy and his wife, Barbara, uh, they inherit this beast when the last person in the main family that has lived there in Italy for forever and a long lineage dies, so they inherit it. They do the right thing when they show up to this gigantic castle that's creepy as shit and old and not tour it all happily despite its creepiness and craziness and overall stature. They say, how long will it take you to liquidate all of this shit so we can just go away and have the money? <laughs> that was good. I enjoyed that. But anyway, they find out that there's this freak in there that had been chained up for forever. He's like this gigantic, demonic sort of beast. He's really not. It's kind of sad. I don't really want to get into all of it. But there's this whole backstory about the family that lived there, and there was some cheating that happened, and some bastard child was born. And he was ended up chained up in this room in the castle and, like, beaten and he ended so, up but I didn't really want to get into it. You decided just to tell us the whole thing. Yeah, yes. I had to lay out the plot. For I us, had like a to. book report. It was a fucking split second decision. <laughs> uh, it, I had to go there. Did but you anyway. bring your shoebox diorama as well for us to see? Uh, no, I brought beer. Oh, okay, that's better. Anyway, he became a like bloodthirsty psychopath. I mean, that, he was tortured and kept in a room, and yeah. he decides to wreak havoc. And then oh boy. Barbara Crampton, a lot of dong. He's naked the whole movie, mind you. Mm. Okay. Oh, the fine. whole movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't think I recommend it. Yeah, I don't think, there's no reason. It's not bad. It's just kind of like, I don't know. It's a movie from the mid-90s. It's a little bit long. That sounds like right up my alley. Your climaxes are, there's this really deformed monster hanging dong fighting. Jake, sounds like it lead to Jake, climaxes. you're talking me into it. You're talking me into it. I got to tell okay, you. Okay, yeah. I mean, get there. Mark's excited about the get climaxes. There. I, I don't like recommend climaxes. it. Personally, I, like I don't 90s. recommend it. Not my style of dong. 
Okay. We almost certainly have to go to the feature presentation. That's fair. Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 2009's Drag Me to Hell. Now, Jake, you picked this movie. Yeah. And to be clear, we watched the Sam Raimi version. Yeah. That's yeah. the only which version. Is, which <laughs> is to be, the to only be clearer, version. the only version. We watched the, the, the version that was written, produced, and directed by Sam Raimi. Yes, we yeah. did. Yeah. Why yeah. did you pick this movie? Because I wanted to watch this movie. Okay. Uh, I hadn't seen it before. Interesting. Wanted to watch it. Uh, I assume you knew the general premise. About how it's being about dragged to being dragged to hell. Wow. Uh, no, the like. Uh, you really, you really. I've made fun of it hell. on this podcast for, before for having a preposterous instigating incident. It does have that. <laughs> it, I'll did you know about? It. that? I'll get into it in just a second. You... I knew the general beats and. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yes, yeah. I did. All right. I knew it was a Sam Raimi movie. I knew that it was. I think no. I don't know enough about it. All right. I knew I wanted to see it. There you go. Mark, <laughs> had you seen this before? I have seen this, yeah, once or twice before. I saw it when it like originally came out. Yeah, I think I saw this in theaters when it first came out. Yeah, I did not. I, I think was... this was a this was a red box one for me. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so you saw it relatively recently. Yeah. Well, I mean, shortly after it came out. How long has Redbox been around? Dude, they had Redboxes when we were in college, man. Wow, Jesus Christ! Redbox has not... been around for a while. I did not participate in that. Wow, I did not know <laughs> about that. <laughs> Okay. okay, well, there you go. Neat. The Redbox was around in 2009. I'm positive. All right. We were too busy totally getting our movies the legal way in a different way. Absolutely. 100% yeah. legal ways. Jake, you picked this movie, and you know what that means. Yeah. You're going to have to give us a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds around the goddamn plot. Goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. Now, I notice you're reading off your phone right now. That's got me a little concerned. Do you have a prepared statement here? No. Okay. I don't. I was trying to make sure I knew what the character's name was. I'll set the phone <laughs> okay. down. Okay. <laughs> what movie do we watch? Drag me to hell, baby. Oh, drag the fuck. right one in. By the way, I hadn't started yet. I, I still haven't. I know. No, you're at 27 seconds. You yeah. have three seconds. Oh, Lord! <laughs> Christine is a loan officer at a bank. She's shooting for a promotion, and to do so, she has to make the hard decisions. A gypsy, really a gypsy, actual gypsy, comes in seeking a loan extension. She does not give it to her to try to impress her boss. The gypsy woman is very sad and curses her. Therefore, for the rest of the movie, she's basically trying to outrun this curse, ending up uh, unsuccessful, and she is then dragged to hell. Okay. I mean, do you want more? That's what the movie's about. <laughs> it is. Justin Long is a really Time. nice guy. Yeah. He's a really nice guy. Uh, now, you kind of danced around it there. You didn't really dance around it. You dove right into she, it. Because I knew you were going to do your G's. fucking bullshit. You she's dropped a literal gypsy. That is a racial slur. No, she's... No. Yes, it is. You said it's a misidentification of people they thought was from seconds. Egypt. What? Yes, it refers to Romani people or Ashkenazi Jews. Either way, it's terrible and offensive, and you shouldn't say it. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, if I see a thing that says she's a gypsy woman. Okay, the fact that they call her a gypsy multiple times through this, including in her obituary in this movie, just means that Sam Raimi is also a racist. Like okay, you. we're getting into dangerous territory. <laughs> I think you should just do what you can to avoid using that word. So, okay. Please provide a substitute we can use for yeah. the rest of the episode. Yeah. Crone. This old crone. Oh, my okay. God. I'm okay. We're crone. in the fucking 1920s again. <laughs> I'm glad. No, no, you, I'm, I'm glad. I'd have no problem with you saying I'm that glad. word in the 1920s. Oh, my God. I don't <laughs> Wait, know where we are anymore. Somehow. I don't like where we are. <laughs> I don't like it. it just do your best. So right. we, call it a, we call it the Cronish Curse? 
Look, to be clear, Sam Raimi uses the word gypsy a lot in this movie. So when we say it, we're not referring Sam to Sam Raimi it doesn't use it at all. Sam Raimi's Osh- not in this movie. Either Ashkenazi people or Romani people. I'm not, I'm, right? not I'm not going to entertain this bullshit. <laughs> I'm Sam not. Raimi actually does have a cameo in the movie, but he doesn't say gypsy. He wrote it. So fuck you. Will That's you fine. entertain telling me what in the fuck subgenres of horror this movie fits into? Supernatural. Yeah. Yep. Do I have to do all of them? You're just still looking uh, at me. Yeah, no, this is just you. Go ahead. Keep going. Uh, Supernatural. Yep. <laughs> I, <I'm, laughs> That's why I I'm debating whether, I can't think of well, I'm debating whether I want to do religious. It's not. Uh, comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it's this a is this is it's extremely a comedy. comedy. Is a, look, let's get the, this is a like very splastic. Sam Raimi movie. This might be the most Sam Raimi movie it of might all be. movies. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Spider Man. Shit, this is him unleashed. <laughs> Sam Raimi made a Sam Raimi movie. It's dark humor. Yeah, it's but it's humor for sure. Yes, it's a supernatural humor movie. Yep. Uh, cool. Gross out. Is that a subgenre? I mean, we have no. like splatter. Stuff, I don't. I don't really think. Uh, I mean, I could see why you would say that. I still wouldn't think it would qualify. It's not that gross. The okay, the gumming scene grossed me out more than any horror movie. No, I've there's ever some, seen, I think. There's a there's lot some of gross shit in there's here. There's a yeah. lot of ingestation in this movie. A lot of like, and I'm going to vomit into your mouth. Yeah. scenes <laughs> that happens at least three times, <laughs> and once with a corpse. This woman. This old woman crone. likes to crone. I can't crone. fucking Just do it. Crone. I'm not going to say crone. I'm not going to say it. Hag. No. Call her a bitch. The main character calls her a bitch, too. No, that's mean, too. A lot. It's not good. That's offensive. Which in I also months, feel like in we're two also months now we just, won't be able to say bitch we're either. We're also now just in the realm that Sam Raimi's just also a sexist. Yeah, oh, almost guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> but it's okay because uh, he has a strong female protagonist. She's who really gets not dragged that strong. to hell at the end. Yeah, she's really not that strong. Who, yeah, she who has loses. like a moment of strength. She has to be rescued by Justin Long at the climax of the movie. Well, and, then and repents also on the only strong decision she made. Fiscally? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the only development she's, she has is pays someone $10,000. She's fiscally rescued. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also like the one quote strong decision that she does make throughout the whole film was because a man it, made her do it. A man made her do it and immediately got her cursed by an old crone. Well, but yes. then I would say that when she does show her strength and she tries to take things under into her own hands, she makes a mistake. It goes terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, terrible. Not yeah. good. All so, around, this movie good. is a comedy because clearly it's not trying to be serious. <laughs> well, it's definitely not, but it's one it's of those great really not trying to be serious. <laughs> it's I mean, tr- not trying to be serious. Yeah. All right. Doesn't make it not problematic. Jake, what does the movie do right? Is that what we go to next? Shit. I don't know. That went fast. Fuck, I never know. <laughs> no, I feel like you did it right, and I wasn't prepared for it. <laughs> uh, what does this movie do right? I, it is, I think you already mentioned, it's the typification of a very specific style of horror, and that is Sam Raimi horror. Hell yeah. Uh, so it's a mood. It's really hard to describe other than a mood, but I think that that's the most important thing going yeah. on here. It's a bit of a slapsticky, whimsical, still scary, but funny overall sheen that you apply to this movie and it has it in spades yes i think this is the most sam raimi movie of all the movies yeah you know whatever can you like quantify what you mean by that well like when you look at when i think of like quintessential sam raimi movies i look at like army of darkness right yeah absolutely right and the reasons are for the reasons jake said it's this combination of like 
schlocky practical gore effects, a little bit pushing that boundary, kind of goofy, still scary, legitimate scares in there, but also funny and winking at the camera. I, yeah, I think it manages to both pull tension out of the movie well, but at the same time you have a scene where tension builds up to an anvil being dropped on a hag's head <laughs> and her eyeballs pop out like a looney tune and then sploosh themselves into the main woman's eye or mouth. Yes. That's what I mean by Sam Raimi. Yeah. And yeah this, okay. this it's movie, a spectacle. I think he, he had what? He had written this before the Spider-Man movies and then got involved in the Spider-Man trilogy, so he couldn't do it for a long time. And then he got to do this, and I think he was like, fuck it, I'm not dealing with, like, the studio's not telling me what to do anymore. He's the one who decided to make it PG-13, and he just fucking went for it. Sure. <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah. I like it. It's a it's an interesting stylistic choice coming off of Spider Man. I, I actually, you know what? Spider Man was the weird stylistic choice. Yeah, but I even that, like Spider Man Two, has a few Sam Raimi scenes in it too. True, okay. but I also remember when this one came out. It was what it was like in the trailers as from the director <laughs> yeah. of Spider Man. Which whoops. <laughs> yeah, not really quite the right. Uh, not Get these quite people the right into horror. Goddamn it. <laughs> Um, I had I had a very similar note to you guys that, but I called it. It was, this has just the right amount of cheese. There's all That's the gore effects right, too, but yeah. also I mean we're kind of neglecting to mention that there's a scene where there's a goat that becomes possessed by a goat demon. Yeah, that scene is basically the scene from Evil Dead Two with the fucking mount on the wall. Yeah, going ham. Yeah, this, this movie uh, has a lot of references to the Evil yeah, Dead. Yeah, it's gonna be self-referential. I oh, mean, yeah. it's gonna. Yeah, he's kind of just tooting his own horn, but I'm oh, okay yeah. with it. Yeah, she directly mirrors lines Ash says in the Evil Dead series, right? Like she says, "I'm coming to get some." Sure. At one point, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we're all in agreement. This is inherently cheesy. Yes. Which it is needs good. To be. Absolutely. It yeah. needs to be. Something I noticed with this that I, I, I have to put into what it does, right? Because I never really do this. And I also recently jumped into what I would call having a good sound system at my house. It's continuing to get better, but it's good. Uh, the sound on this movie is very well done, I think. Okay. Uh, many, many. Many, many, many jump scares in this movie, but many that I thought were done correctly from an audio standpoint, uh, they weren't all just loud noise accompanied by like the thing that's jumping out at you. They would they would use them for misdirection. Right. They did a lot with like that kind of shadowy thing, and I thought that they did sound well with that. But this movie was very tight from a sound perspective. I thought. I, I thought so, too. It seemed like a lot of attention was paid to it. And the score as well. It fits the movie really, really well. Sure. I had more from, like, the technical side. I mean, I, but I mean both. I think it plays, because sometimes the score plays into the jump scare effects perfectly. Yeah, so maybe that's what it did, is, like, if you're going to have a lot of jump scares, they better be good. You better be able to have, like, false climaxes. You better have some variety. On the whole, it, it did okay, but where it shined through was in the in the audio department of said larger jump scare category. Yeah. Um, for me, what the movie does right, it's, I talked about a little bit earlier, Sam Raimi chose to make this a PG-13 movie, right? That was a conscious choice of him. As and opposed think, to R, I assume, is what you're implying? Yeah, exactly. No, he meant as opposed to PG. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't you know. say gypsy in PG movies. <laughs> Almost certainly, except Disney ones from the 90s, but. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I think that was a really interesting choice, and I think that this is as disturbing as a PG-13 movie can get. Like, this is the outer limits of what a PG-13 movie can be. This is this is the exact edge. I'm surprised this is a PG-13 movie. 
Uh, that could, I mean, that could be for very good reason. It could have taken, like, a knife edge to get it to that point. I bet, yeah. I think it makes sense. Sure. And I think that's, I like pushing the boundaries of the PG-13 genre to do something with A lot it, of films have to do that to make ours, that's dude. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> it does that good. <laughs> uh, it seems like we're done talking about that one, so I'm going to move on to the dilemma at the end. I actually think I wouldn't consider the writing the overall script to be the strength of this movie, but no, I do God, actually, no. I, I do like the dilemma at the end of you have 12 hours, you have an envelope, whoever you give it to is immediately pulled into the depths of hell and tortured for the rest of eternity. What Mark, do you do? We're buttoned up against something that you and I often uh, disagree with each other on. You that. like the general concept of that, that exists. And I agree with you. It's generally a cool concept. But the implementation of that in this movie is such complete horseshit that I cannot go along with you that that's something the movie does right at all. Oh, I have some nitpicks with how <laughs> here's it's an actively something with a the movie does wrong. It. Yeah, uh, I think that's fine. But just it giving it, allowing it to have its moment, it's a good device for the script. Uh, I'll agree with that. I like the general concept of like struggling with having to give this coin to someone. Yeah, and as she's sitting at the diner, and she's like, I could give it to that old guy. He's going to die. Well, first she threatens to give it to the waitress, who doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. Yeah, who just wants to get tipped. That's a meaningless threat. Also, I'll tip you with this, an envelope. Like, <laughs> that's not a threat. It could be $100. The doesn't know the backstory. <laughs> and then she invites Stu in, which is what she should do, because Stu is fucking awful. And he proves himself to be a bigger asshole than she thought. She doesn't give it to him. We're not there yet. We are not there yet. Oh, my yep. God. Yep. Uh, the practical mm. effects scenes of this movie are very effective. Yeah, this movie, this movie has, is this movie's real gross. Yeah, yeah. This movie has a mix of CG and practical, and I can't put effects in here because of the CG side of it. But the practical side of it looks really good. The the gumming scene, the vomit scenes, the vomiting <laughs> maggots scenes. The gumming the, scene is CG though, so that's part of what I think about it's this a movie. Mi- the a- CG actually looks good from time to time throughout this thing. Okay, and when yeah. it doesn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. when it doesn't look good, it kind of falls into that same category of cheese that we were already talking about. The eyeballs in the mouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sure. That was like the worst one. Yeah, but but I w- it, what it does right is the gross out practical looks good and gross and. Accurate, like I don't know about accurate, but like it, it, it's effective. It looks accurate. <laughs> accurate. I'm trying to think of how something could possibly look accurate in any of these situations. It looks good, though. It looks good. Yeah. Let's get yeah. the MythBusters on it. I want yeah. the MythBusters to do a, a drag me to hell episode. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna drop an anvil on on this crash test dummy, and its eyes are gonna pop out. <laughs> and we're we're gonna have Carrie stand right here, and if she gets well, covered in slime, then this well, is totally accurate. Well, well yeah. Myth yeah. plausible. Sounds like the Mythbusters have been on Justin TV Long? for Justin 10 Long? years. Justin Long? Something the movie does right? You think so? I think so. I'll say this. He does a very good sad face at the end. He's very... Dude, that guy That guy is so nice. I struggle to watch Justin Long in everything except Accepted. He's great in Accepted. Weird. I like Justin Long. That's a I, weird I guess I'm thing. a Justin Long apologist. He's so nice in this movie. He's like... this. He is the movie's good person yeah, and absolutely. it makes me sad and he just gets boned everybody in this movie just gets boned man <laughs> talk about the Stu. main fucking character getting boned yeah she, yeah yeah <laughs> but he's so nice she's a dick actually even she's very self-centered gets boned she gets crone boned she does get crone boned <laughs> But Justin Long does nothing wrong and just ends up spending 10 grand and having his girlfriend drugged to hell 
Uh, yep. Can I just make a quick suggestion, Jack? Should you, you should watch Tusk. Okay. See how you feel about Justin Long. And Look, I like Justin Long a lot from Accepted. I know you already said that. Well, Mark's see not if you recommend- also like him in Tusk. Mark's not recommending it for Justin Long in Tusk. He's recommending it for Johnny Depp in Tusk. That's not true. That's it is the opposite true. Of true. See, he's like either of right people. now. Don't let him lie to you. I'm in the same room as you. <laughs> don't let him lie. Okay. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. Don't agree with that. With what? Uh, that that's something the movie does right is have Justin Long in it. That's bullshit. It is. <laughs> You're fucking wrong. <laughs> I I didn't have you. Justin Long as a whole in does right, but I did write down Justin Long does a good sad face in does right. He does. The closing does. the closing scene of the movie has impact because of his ability. Okay, to- so there. So extend it. Extend it. Extend Make it. More specific. The end of this movie. Don't extend it. The ball busting of this movie is. Something it does right. It ends on a ball buster. Yeah, it sure does. That's something that fits in the genre. Yeah, ball it's bust. a it's a good twist. Something else this movie does right. Yeah, just no, absolutely. Yeah, the reveal of the the button in the whatever in Justin Long's pocket. Yeah, yeah, damn. And one that like I honestly because I'd seen this at least once before, maybe even twice before. But even when she's like giving him the coin in the envelope, I totally like ignored that and forgot about the significance of that later on. Maybe don't put everything you own that looks like that white in, envelope. A, in a white envelope. <laughs> I don't know. If you've got a box here. of envelopes, when am I going to go and buy a second different size of envelopes? I put most things in plastic bags that are that size because at least you can see it's transparent. It's sure. He's I don't psych- store my buttons in larger pieces of material for no reason. Oh, I've never kept track of a spare button. Oh, I have my <laughs> buttons in a plastic bag. Not Unsurprised you should, by that. Wait, hold on. Is that pla- could you put that plastic bag into an envelope? And then could you take that envelope, put a wax seal on it, drop it into a manila folder that has one of those like little twisty tie things around it, take that manila folder, put it into an expando, take that expando, put it into an Amazon box, take the Amazon box, put it into a safe. Amazon box specifically, huh? I don't know. Take that Is Amazon sponsoring sponsored, this okay? episode? <laughs> I no. hope. We can dream. <laughs> no. You want to store your cursed items? <laughs> There's no more mediocre box than an Amazon box for that job. It it might just be because I have a preponderance of just open Amazon boxes around my house because we never ever get rid of them. <laughs> wow, that's weird. I, I picture them just problem. strewn about like exactly where you place them when you bring them inside and cut them open to reveal their <laughs> I, little I actually Amazon have one with gizzards. An arm's reach. I'm holding it up right now. You Jesus sure Christ. are. That's an Amazon box. Oh you also fuck. opened it upside down. You animal. Um. Yeah. Yep. I did. <laughs> I might have a lot of problems. I don't know what else the movie does right. I think it's time to go to middle. Yeah. I think yeah, it's middle too. Let's do it. I have the overall story in here. Okay. Um, so I, I, the concept is pretty cool. I like the idea of, you know, it's, it's a classic idea, right? It's also kind of like thinner, only thinner is a little bit. Yeah, it's just like thinner. It kind of is. Explain how it's just like thinner. Yeah, uh, I think Stephen King probably was considering a, an old gypsy person too when he did that. Like, it's a... Bad glad trope we got that needs Jack to be You mean Romani? I think you mean Romani. No, I specifically do not mean Romani. I'm not trying to imply that Romani people can curse you. That's the oh. problem. Okay. Right? I'm still confused yeah. by That's all no this. <laughs> I don't know what I can and can't say, so it's I'm just not going to say anything. I mean, that exactly. You <laughs> basically assume you can't say anything anymore. We should all just become a society of mute people. We just we just reached a point where it was racist to not use the slur, and I think we that's, that's too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
But I, I do like the idea of you do a bad thing and get cursed for it, and you have to deal with the curse that happens to you. Like, that's a classic concept, but I like it specifically, like, to a more modern setting. I think that's interesting. I don't think Sam Raimi understands how morality works or is supposed to work or, like, what doing a good thing or a bad thing is. But yeah, but also I it is kind of an interesting that. like point about this movie that it just exists outside of more like it's this movie is just about people getting fucked over, which yeah. is <laughs> like so typical to the horror genre that I kind of like I, it. Yeah, I kind of think that's what this is going for. I don't think this is just a sheer ignorance for like what your morality situation is. I think this movie is actively trying to just fuck people over i don't know yeah. i think everyone is, in this movie gets fucked i think it is trying to say that she made a morally bad decision and got cursed for it but then it didn't I quite don't have th- the balls to have an unlikely i don't think do, so have her do something dick no enough to be i'm an unwilling i am unwilling to say that she made a morally bad decision no I, that's what the movie's trying to tell I don't you think so. it keep, then why does it keep bringing why does she this movie came out in 2009 do you think there's a fucking do you think it's trying to tell it's it is not smart enough to be making some sort of a statement about the whole situation we were then in Then why does she confess to Justin Long at the end of it? Like, this, she has her whole morality arc. Uh, well, that, that is all. Because that's, hold on, because that's the thing that she's actually been upset. That's the inciting incident. It, it could be anything that is completely morally ambiguous. She would still obsess about it. Because that was what she did to start all of this. And you can feel bad about things as a human that are not... Even if you did something that is not wrong. Like, she feels bad that she... She thinks it was wrong. ...hurt this woman. She thinks it was wrong. I I don't know if she does. I think she feels bad about hurting this woman. I don't know if she thinks that she was wrong. I don't think that extending this woman who clearly is not going to do what she needs to do to get financially right for a third time is considered wrong. She's doing her fucking job is what she's doing. Yeah. She's doing her no, job. Absolutely. She's not I, morally wrong. I think what she's concerned about is that she hurt someone. No, what, I, what I'm saying is that the move. I think the movie is set up in such a way that it wants her to make a morally wrong decision and suffer the consequences for it and then repent for it and have that not matter at the end. But the movie didn't quite have balls big enough no. to make an, a character, the protagonist, do something bad enough so that she risked being unlikable throughout the whole movie. I think therein like, kind of lies the humor. I think this movie had this character make a decision in the context of the environment during which this came out that is totally normal, get thrown into this whole situation because of it, go on your typical arc through this ridiculous set of circumstances, and, and get then fucked for it anyway. ultimately get fucked for yeah. it anyway. Okay, maybe, maybe that's... I think that's, that's what's going on know. here. Because, let's be clear, the, <laughs> the decision here isn't morally wrong. And frankly, this isn't even like a big bad bank made a really bad decision thing and took away no. like a little old lady's house for no, no reason. No. No. Third extension on your mortgage is a lot. Especially then. Especially when you're a person who, the second you get denied, is going to feloniously assault, assault someone. And technically batter, but both. Especially because, like, her whole excuse for not paying the first two times was essentially setting up, yeah, I'm definitely not going to be able to pay the third time. Right. Yeah. She says, like, I got sick this time, and that's why I can't pay now. has nothing to do with why I couldn't pay the first two times. Oh. Well, it's I'm on a fixed income, and I have a pile of medical bills. Yeah. And clearly I'm not prioritizing paying for my house. So Guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I still feel like all of what we've been talking about, despite whatever, is middle. I agree. Yeah. yeah. It ends up in the middle. It's an interesting thing. It is interesting. Middle. It's some Beauty and the Beast level cursed shit. Sure. Yeah, totally. I got another one for you. 
we don't see this too frequently in newer movies. Uh, the long ass intro credits. Yeah, it's a throwback. I, I mean, I think that's part of the throwback to the Evil Dead. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think that's fair, but that doesn't necessarily make it a good thing. It's they have the they have the great cold open where they killed the kid, and then they have this long, probably two minutes of intro credits, and it kind of like breaks up the pace. That's all I'm saying. I'm yeah. never a fan of intro credits, ah. except in James Ever? Bond movies. Okay. James Bond movies, uh. good. Everything else? No. Oh wait, what about uh, Blair Witch Project Two: Colon Book of Shadows? Oh, of Shadows, just because the colon only Blair because Witch the song 2. was great. <laughs> you jackass! Shit was supposed to be Frank Sinatra. Get out of here. <laughs> That's a deep pull. Uh, oh. Interestingly enough, I also had the Justin Long Schmaltz show written in under Does Middle. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so I liked the emotional weight he brings to the final scene, but yeah, I mean the rest of the movie, he's too wholesome to be real. Yeah, I, I kind of buy that. Like, he's just a more... He's an uninteresting character, right? He's just, like, a doing-the-right-thing guy. I like him. I think another thing the movie does middle is Sam Raimi does a lot of stuff in service of a shot he wants to do and doesn't give a shit why or how it's happening. I am 100% in favor of that, actually. I, I, I really like that. But this is why it does middle. Out. Like, with a movie that takes itself seriously sometimes, I don't like that other times there's just... A fucking anvil suspended on a pulley in this woman's <laughs> shed next to her ice skates for some reason. I do. I don't like I don't like that she has a stapler that dishes out industrial U-tax for some reason, just so we can get a cool shot of this woman's face. Yeah, so what, what part, are those things? They're called like saddle stitches or something like that? Yes. The big so that, staples? Yeah. Yeah. That part all actually happened, right? What do you mean? The staple part? Yeah. The fight in the car. I think that so, all yeah. happened. Yeah. That's kind of something this movie does middle to me, because it's like kind of cool that it happens, but at the same time, it's more than a little outrageous that it happens. But, but it's all, it's, and it's not outrageous in the typical Raimi way. It's just weird. It's supernaturally enhanced. She shoves the ruler all the way through this woman's throat. Yeah, it's where you get your first indications of something. Oh, definitely, something's not right here. But well, and shortly, I mean, shortly after the ruler, there's the whole car crash part of it, wherein her dentures yeah. fall out, and then she gums Catherine. Yeah, which yikes. which is ugh. oh god, it's super interesting. I don't know though. Ultimately, it kind of boils down to that part is middle because you have not really at that point in the film established anything, and I don't care if it's a Raimi film because this is uh, just an alive woman. This is what I mean, I, and I, this is why I put this in what it does middle. Okay. Right? I don't like that there's just no reason for it. He's Except reminding the you that he's Sam knows. Raimi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is what's happening. Yeah. Hey, in case you forgot, this is a Raimi movie. Yeah. Well, you gotta introduce that part of it at some point. In case the disgusting old woman coughing up sputum at a professional bank desk, actually it's probably a credit union, uh, is disgusting uh, that's a bank is it a bank that's a bank okay yeah, yeah it's a bank yeah. yeah i think it might be the same bank from the mask what if, if i had to guess what I'm mark just saying what i think they're in the same universe why <laughs> I, why not he, jack he's just saying okay <laughs> so we can just <laughs> yeah. we're just fucking saying whatever now <laughs> yeah no i am i am literally just saying that's it you just popped the mask popped into your head <laughs> <laughs> Inexplicably. <laughs> was, that movie had a bank in it too. Oh, oh my god. god. I think it's the bank from Spider Man 2. Probably is. They might all all be in this this is all canon. Jesus Christ. This is I think they should I don't bring even in know where it goes. I think they should bring in the mask into the Avengers. I Fuck. think we should go to what the movie does wrong. Oh my god. 
Okay, fine. 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 He's dude. Mark, what is the movie too wrong? I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> Shakey's in stunned silence. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we've covered it at length at this point, but you can probably check the box of bad CG. Sure, um, do it. It's bad CG. overall, bad. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't really deter heavily from it because it is kind of part of the sense of humor. Uh, it it does though because I feel like it's the, objectively bad. The the most impactful scene of the film is heavily affected by how bad the CG looks. Yep, and it, it hits you with it early too. Both scenes of people getting drugged to hell. Yeah, have atrocious CG. I would agree with that, but. You got you got to give me something when she's getting fucked at the end because wow. It looks so bad. They they bother to do the face the facial, you know, degradation thing and it just it looks so bad that why wouldn't you handle it in a more I don't know, vague way? It's you not can't good. execute just don't show it. Yeah. And they showed it. They, they showed, showed it. Like like actually it. bury the actress in a bed of coals, you know? You know. <laughs> You don't have to I have be, no you idea how you do it. It'd be like glass with orange in it. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, it's not good. Light. It's not good. God, fuck. Like one of those mineral lamps? Is that what you're talking about? No. Oh, okay. Not that's, one of the mineral that's lamps. A Himalayan else. salt lamp. Yeah, one of those. No. Um, I got that. I got another one. As well, a definitively <laughs> pro-cat okay, podcast, yeah. this movie oh, kills God, a cat for no. absolutely no reason. I will say that part is absolutely no reason, yes. Yeah. So I had that as a nitpick. I don't know when we want to blow the whistle. We just got to blow the whistle because the this this movie is so replete with nitpicks that it falls into what it does wrong. Yeah, like I just had like, why the fuck <laughs> did she choose to kill her pet cat, who presumably she loves, when there was already the suggestion of just grabbing a chicken? It kill, makes no fucking boil sense. Boil a lobster. Have a she nice also, lobster dinner. She fuck. just assumes she knows how to do the ritual sacrifice. Well, she failed. <laughs> yeah, she should have boiled that lobster. Mark, blow the whistle. I, I have a larger uh, fan theory that actually describes that whole thing. But uh, before before we get too far into the nitspick, I actually do have something that this movie does wrong. I want to keep it separated. Okay, fine. But then are you going to get into your separated. fan theory? I want to hear about that. Oh, I have a fan theory. Um, okay, just make sure you get back to it, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll great. Thanks. I have it listed out. I'll read it. Um, <clears throat> He'll read it. The, the really fucking aggressive wind trope where people get, like, chased by wind and it's supposed to be scary does not work, has never worked. I don't know why people keep trying to do this. It's less wind than a scarf in this one. One scarf in particular. It's definitely wind. There's a lot of wind in this one. It's carried by the wind. She's chased by the wind. I think it's just windy when the demon's around. (laughs) She's chased by a scarf. That's the same. That is the same damn thing. Using not... It's not chased by the wind like the happening. Level. Right. No, I mean, there's chased by the wind like that. And then there's using wind to denote something else bad is going on. And I don't hate that ladder thing. Oh, I absolutely hate that ladder one. That's actually, if we ever talk about Bird Box again, that's going to be chief among my complaints is the fucking wind monsters. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> also a different thing. I don't care. Not really. Not really a different thing at all. It's using wind to denote a larger like demonic entity but it's like it's like having the sun cloud over when something is going wrong it's sometimes just symbolic like something's bad's happening i think it can be effective in that mark way. doesn't want you to use the weather to describe what's happening yeah, apparently not yeah not like 17 look it, it's fine if the sun clouds over if the sun clouds over every fourth scene that's too much 
That's would not you good. would you prefer an avalanche ominous when people avalanche when people throw? see the sun cloud over and then like freak out and run away that's a problem if they're just like oh that's spooky that's a, that's better <laughs> okay fair fine i don't okay. care I... we're there now okay we can do it <laughs> thanks um this old woman should have been denied the fucking loan just because of how she presented herself at the bank I know it's not okay to, like, judge someone for an illness, but it's also not okay to openly cough sputum onto my desk. You can control that. I don't care how sick you are. And then steal all her candies. <laughs> Fuck this old woman. They put the candies out there for people to take. Not to take all of. Well. I'm know. sure people take all of all the time. No, yeah, those you, candies are disgusting. Have you ever been? What? The suckers in a bank? Orange flavor like is good. Orange flavor is good. The root beer flavor is good. Oh my hold, god, you're an animal! On. Orange is like the worst flavor. Yeah, Orange is the best flavor. Root beer, cherry is the worst. Watermelon's the best. Watermelon. Okay, if there's water, watermelon's there's not, good. Okay, I don't go to the kind of fancy banks that can afford watermelon flavored ones. <laughs> Those are the ones that the the old lady walks in. She takes all the yeah, watermelon. No, suckers. the old lady just already <laughs> been there, Jack. When you go to your banks, yeah, that's the thing. You got the record. Root beer. You got to get out early in the morning. Um, yeah, flavor. she actively commits a battery against this woman, the old lady, yeah. when she yeah. denies her the yep. loan. And a battery with discharge of bodily fluids is a felony in some states. I don't know what state they're in, but uh, is there anything just for discharge of bodily fluids? I mean, in a, public, battery is an unwanted touching. So if you touch somebody with your bodily fluids, so, in a state that that's an ag- it's an aggravated battery. Some places. So how about the nose mouth bleed scene all over Boss Man? <laughs> that was uh, a great. That's scene. another nitpick I have. <laughs> Is it? Yes, I love. That I love the scene. Oh, but that's not the kind of scene where I just need to excuse myself to go to the bathroom for a couple of minutes. You and need to go really the... immediately Dude, to the hospital. People should have been calling nine one one. Everybody chasing the boss her down. Be... The boss shouldn't say, "Did it get in my mouth?" I mean, yeah, do worry he should, about he that. He should say that, but yeah. don't only be worried about that. Be more worried about the woman who just literally died on your floor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone someone bled all of their blood on me today, and uh, it was upsetting. And then I went home, and I took a bath. (laughs) It's such a, like, condensed spray, such a pressurized spray. It was so good. (laughs) That that whole scene is a neat pick (laughs) with this movie. I'll give you a neat pick because it's Raimi. Yeah, okay. If it were anyone else, you wouldn't like it? I think so, yeah. It fits the rest of the tone of the movie. That's fair. Uh, We talked about the industrial stapler. I had a problem with that. That's not how that works. It is a great fight scene, though. I mean, that that scene is phenomenal. I'm going to mention old woman's niece. Okay, yep. the one drinking a Bud Heavy? Yeah. <laughs> Out of a can? Nitpick. That's my nitpick. That's well, it's not even placement. just a fucking Bud Heavy can. You're burying the lead here. Yeah, it's one of it's, those, like, It's the screw-top silver bullet. Yeah, rocket Ro- can. Yeah, rocket. Like, red uh, rocket. Football it's a red cans. rocket. Yes. yes. Just casually answering the door, rink, drinking one of those fuckers. <laughs> I would have done that for my beer for fear, but those are legitimately not possible. I to went find. to two different places and neither one had it. Yeah, yeah, that's a nitpick. What the fuck? Also, that that was the, that was what they were having at her grandmother's funeral. I don't. Care. I don't have a problem with that. that well, I do. Okay. That's kind of weird. I also that's don't a have a problem choice. with her answering the door, drinking one. I can't promise. I've never answered the door, drinking one of those. I absolutely can promise that <laughs> that you have or that I have that I have not. Okay. Well, I can't. I don't. <laughs> This is the A to Z horror promises I, things. I podcast. don't. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, gentlemen, would you like to hear my fan theory? I have more nitpicks. Well, we can keep doing the nitpicks afterward. Okay. Yes. Let's, I there. thought you were going to do. Yes. Okay. Let's hear the fan theory. This is terror happens when you fucking sell something like this. It's wrong. Wow. 
Go. You, so much. Ne- I haven't even. I haven't even said anything about it yet. You guys are just jumping down my throat what? for having a creative your presentation. In my head. This is terrible. You're just popping it into the middle of nitpicks for no fucking reason. Your pitch. I'm a little pop. A little where, where do you want me to put this? Your You're pitch. Little pop. Your pitch is going poorly. <laughs> What's your fan theory? You're losing me. What's your Shark- fan theory? Sharks. Sharks. Stay for that me. reason, I'm out. <laughs> uh, okay. Here's my thought. When she initially goes to Rom, the the um, the guy who's the fortune yes. teller, she is guided there via the force of demonic wind. Like that, it, the whole scene is it's the start of the Lamia haunting, right? Yes. The Lamia is pushing her to Rom because he is fucking incompetent and doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay, he is a scam artist. Is he it? doesn't know it? No part of what he does in the movie is helpful. I thought it was pushing her to Rom. I thought the demon was pushing her to Rom so that it could eventually kill the uh, the woman it failed to kill the X many years earlier. I don't think it gives a shit about her. So that might well be part of it, but also like Rom's the guy who tells her to kill the cat, which doesn't work. Rom's well, she, the guy, okay. I'm, wait, hold on. Rom okay. tells her to ritualistically sacrifice something like a chicken. a chicken. She just takes a kitchen knife to her cat in the middle of the day. Maybe she did it wrong, Mark. She definitely did it wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's possible. It's when true. She goes to him with her final plan of I need to I need to curse this old this crone is my back. Nitpick. Yep. He's like, yeah, I don't know. Sure. Okay. Give it a shot. No, beyond that, when after they've accepted that she just needs to pass the coin off, he's like, but bear in mind, you're going to curse this person forever. And then she's like, I can't do it. And he's like, oh, you know what? A dead person probably will work. Why don't you lead with <laughs> yeah. that before she, like, curses her boyfriend for fucking ever? Because it's more fun uh, that way. And to top it all off, okay, so we already brought up the old lady that Lamia ends up getting to kill, right? So this lady has been waiting for 40 years for another shot at this demon that took her son or nephew or whoever the fuck it was. She has quite a bit of means herself. She lives in this house. It has this grand hallway entrance, chandeliers, all that shit. Like, she has money, and she wants to do this. Why does she need $10,000? The answer is, Rom took the $10,000 because he's this a is fucking obvious. scam artist. This, is, uh, this isn't a fan theory. This I think this is almost expressly laid out in the movie. You're like one of these millennials that's like, hey, you notice in Home Alone, the one thing you never noticed was that his plane ticket falls in the trash at the beginning. It's like, hey, fuck you, millennials. Get off your damn phone. That's a central plot element. So it, you just you just accept. Throw, you guys, ugh, Fuck you, man. Obviously, Rom took the money. She wants to kill the demon. I think you're coming down a little bit harsh. Yeah, well, yeah. this presentation Sig- significantly yeah. harsh. This is I, this is bullshit. I will. We say, are about we are about positivity on this. Podcast. I will. Say, we're about positivity. I will <laughs> say that during my viewing of the movie for the first time, I did not think about Rom taking the money. Didn't cross my mind either way. Okay, mind you. I'm gonna give you a secret right now. You're Jack didn't either. He's just being very. He's angry. coming off a little harsh. I absolutely did because okay. also my first thought when she died when I remember thinking this at the theaters. You get your money back. She failed to kill the demon. I get my ten grand back. Right? She's dead. She doesn't need it. Doesn't come up because Rom took it. So what you're saying is the fan theory that I came up with was uh, the plot of the movie. Yes, I'm perfectly sure explains if you were, most of the movie. Yeah, I'm sure if you were to Doctor Google is Rom a con artist, you wouldn't <laughs> find a single thing. I it might come up with like ramen restaurants near me. Um. This Brutal. probably should go in what the movie does wrong, not a nitpick, but along it's with it nitpick. being problematic, this has a little bit of the magical Negro trope, obviously not with black people, but 
every person with a connection to the spiritual world in this movie is not white. Um, and uh, Raimi's kind of done that before. That's problematic. I mean, Catherine has a connection to the spiritual world. She gets cursed. <laughs> connection. <laughs> That's That plays right into the trope. That's how um, she has a connection. That trope is problematic. <laughs> I assume that Justin Long's family sold their souls to the devil back in the day to get so rich. <laughs> Well, that's that. anti-Semitic, Mark. Uh, she, wow, Mark. <laughs> did did any scene of this movie remind you of an iconic scene from The Office, the American version? Yeah, wow, you're gonna have to be more specific. Okay, then no, I don't think it did. When she goes to give the coin back to the old dead crone, and he says you have to make an express promise to her, like a formal promise. Oh, she doesn't oh, ask. I declare is. bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah, she just stands over. She's like, I make a formal gift to you and like shoves it back into her hand she doesn't ask how any of these rituals work well she could have asked but rum wouldn't have known because he's a scam artist. he might have known she he said just make sure it's a formal promise she says yep i know exactly what that is it's screaming the words formal promise right yeah exactly no that probably formal is formal gift is. that happened off screen that's how she executed it so perfectly <laughs> um you guys were talking about how nice Justin Long was, and for the most so part, nice. I agree. So nice. But he doesn't know that she's cursed at the end. He thinks everything's hunky-dory. Yeah, he does. She falls onto the train tracks. He absolutely has time to go be a train hero. He's a coward. Oh. He yeah, has, I mean, they do they do set that up pretty poorly. I feel like he's, fur- he has I feel like eight he's so seconds? much further away from that than you're asking. He has eight seconds to jump down there and get her off the tracks. Uh, he doesn't even try. Like He's was, like, oh! No, I feel like it was slowed down for emphasis. Jack. No chance. It was slowed down She's for screaming emphasis. at him like, when help! She, when she falls onto the train tracks, the train isn't even like around the bend yet. <laughs> it's around the bend. She no, lands, she lands on the tracks, and then specifically they include a scene where the train starts like showing up. If he had time to go start to see the headlights. If he had time to go get her, she had time to get up. That doesn't mean He's not a coward. Also, you can fall and like We've break your hip. We've already discussed that Sam Raimi's a sexist. Break her hip; she's fine. We've already discussed that Sam Raimi's a sexist. This is don't, not his fault. Don't don't <laughs> trust that someone who falls like six feet onto the tracks can just pop back up. They like can a spring pop back chicken. up. She's dude. She's like in her twenties. She's fine. I think they're in their thirties. I think they're supposed to be thirty. She's in her thirties. She's fine. She's thirty. She's our age. She's fine. I don't know. Jake, I usually risk, risk significant injury every morning when I get out of bed. So falling out of the I train tracks. I hurt myself very badly falling uh, six feet down onto some train tracks. Yeah. I'm I gonna feel break like I am more likely to hurt myself body. getting out of bed than falling six feet into a train well. What, what does your ha- bed setup look like? <laughs> Normal. Uh, okay. And I am still more likely to hurt myself getting up. How, what are you even saying? I don't understand the joke you're making. Uh, simple things are often go off worse for me than the ones that seem like there should be they <laughs> should be true. catastrophic <laughs> jesus Christ. that's the joke okay i once saw you be consumed whole by a folding chair every we all saw that mark it was delightful yeah it a was folding one of the chair best that doesn't fold the way life. yeah, yeah. It, fo- it folded the wrong way to consume you <laughs> it, yeah. it literally defied gravity <laughs> <laughs> it's also there were no springs on it but it was it became spring loaded for about 45 seconds <laughs> Oh, good times. <laughs> I think, good I, had, time I, think I had the button for a split second. And then you were in legitimate agony, and we were all laughing too hard to help you out of it. 
It's because it was trying to pressle me into a non-existence. <laughs> us, <laughs> Jake being in extreme agony and us laughing too hard to help him is a recurring theme in our friendship, actually. That happens many times throughout the years. <laughs> it is. How's yeah. your shin feeling these days? Uh, there's a permanent scar. I have a little bit of nerve damage, I think. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I have a question about the very beginning. Justin takes this phone call from his mom. I like that we're just calling him Justin. Uh, but I his don't know anyone's t- name is Ruby. I don't care. <laughs> it, he takes this phone call from his mom, and she's just shit talking. Uh, you can she's do better, such a, She is such a mean spirited shrew. <laughs> she's a shrew. He's alone in his office, but the door is open. Why is that a speakerphone conversation? <laughs> Uh, I think they establish it later on because he keeps his phone on like the thing that's a few feet away from his desk. Because he's a professor, Mark. Yeah, that's what professors he's professor do. Professor Clayton Clay Dalton. We should be using that name. <laughs> that name Dalton. sounds like such a douchebag, not like a nice guy name. His no, name should it's... be like Jonathan Whitehurst. He's also yeah, he's very <laughs> you gotta, wealthy. You got to get white in there somewhere. Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> of course you do. His name's Johnny White White. Well, he doesn't have any mystical powers, Mark. I don't have any other nitpicks. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> I mean, I have some more, but I'm not going to divulge them because every time I mention things that I thought were creative or interesting, you just jump down my throat and it's inappropriate. Mark, you, I, you have nitpicks you thought were creative and or interesting? Yeah. Go. No, it's time for ratings. No, I think you're ratings. lying about them. You're lying about having them. No, I have so many. I, I have a 12-step program to get this company back into the black. <laughs> Tell me all about it, Mark. I'll give you, I won't give you all of them. Give me all of them. I will give them. you the third step of the fifth program, which is wow. color code said files. She got the Over at A to Z Horror, use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of your eight Bob and Dave's understanding of the numerical system. Yeah, 18. Now that's the biggest number. No, 24 is the highest number. Look, you got 10, then you got 10 more, then it's like, what's this, four more? 24, forget about it. And for 10, think of how George would rate how thirsty these pretzels are making him. Do you know anything about this pretzel guy? Maybe he's been in the bar a really long time, and he's really depressed because he has no job and no woman, and he's parking cars for a living. All right, all right, shut up, shut up. I hear you. I'm coming down. These pretzels are making me tasty. Stories first category to rate these movies. Jake, this was your pick. Rate the thing for story. I found myself knowing that I was going to go one half point either way of the Andy Dalton line, I sure as shit wasn't going to end up on the Andy Dalton line. I went one half point higher. Interesting. I went with the six. Uh, The movie makes a choice. So the story of this movie is a little bit ridiculous. Yes. It just is. Yes. And that's choice, I've decided. It it just you, is. You know fan what, you theory have, here. I've got a fan theory. You guys have so talked this, me. Fuck into you, it. man. So this, this is about this. This is wound movie. is still very sore. Okay. <laughs> this is a movie that really is about getting fucked over despite something that is seemingly unimportant happening as an inciting incident. No, I I think that ultimately there's there's not 
a tremendous amount going on here, but the choice it makes to set it up in that way is interesting, and that's why I can't give it too high, but it's above average for me for sure. All right. Well, I gave it below average. I gave it a four. I like the concept. You guys talked me up a little bit even because I I do – now kind of agree that maybe he wasn't trying to do a morality yeah, tale and screwed it up. Tale. Yeah, but uh, it's not implemented particularly well, and the story doesn't make a lot of sense throughout. Also, he's got to lose some points for using racial slurs and being sexist throughout the entire thing. So I'm going to give it a four. Maybe I should even go lower. Mark? You shouldn't. Maybe you should go lower. I gave it a six and a half. I went higher. Um, I think it's interesting to see something, kind of like we said earlier, that is just sort of amoral it's not immoral it just uh, is outside the bound it's just someone getting fucked over not really by the universe but kind of just by the universe like just everything goes wrong by the ultraverse yeah by by one mean old crone by one mean old crone but also like you know this all would have been different had the one random nephew kid just fucking chopped the goat how hard is it to chop a goat and not not a rope yeah i didn't bring that up in nitpicks but i should have I had that yeah. and the ice skates cutting the rope. Goat that was one of my skills. very interesting nitpicks that I was not able to talk about. Thanks, Jack. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is my fault. <laughs> Trying to keep the podcast tight, boys. Um, the other issue, though, with the story is that it never really moves anywhere. Like, it's just she tries something and fails. She tries something and fails. She tries something and fails. And then she and dies. That is just like <laughs> Sam Raimi believes women are largely helpless. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean that is that is part of it, which is certainly why this isn't any higher than it actually is. Uh, I still find the story though to be relatively interesting from a motivational standpoint. I like the dilemma that they present at the end, and also the whole concept of eternal damnation is different from what you're usually dealing with in horror. Right? You are given as fact that hell exists, and if this curse gets you, you're there forever being tortured. If you're talking about like a normal slasher or whatever, whatever, you die, you die. It sucks when you die, but then you're dead. Are this is you like though? literally an infinity of torture. Well, you're talking I about like the, completely. The, what are you saying? You're talking about the the Christian idea of hell, and as far as I understand it, none of the rest of this is steeped in Christian mythos. So why would hell? Be what the I'm same? saying, what I'm saying is that there aren't any other horror movies, or at least very many horror movies, that present you with look factually there is a hell this is definitely exists you have to accept the christian faith in order for this to make any sense which isn't really what this one's doing but <laughs> you can you can take so that, that baggage in yourself if you are yourself a christian person but like myself i don't believe in hell so if someone dies in a horror movie unless there's a specific reason for them to have an afterlife i assume there is no afterlife it sucks when they die i just yeah in this one denotatively there is a hell and you're being dragged into it. yes i just assume that as well like the world that this movie lives in there's a hell and if you get dragged there you're getting fucked for forever there's a pit of fire is all i I would almost i would almost go so far as to say that like i believe that the other people in this movie don't go to hell or really anything. Like, th- there is a special ex- like exemption for people who are cursed. Only they go to hell. <laughs> and it's reserved for making minute discretionary decisions at your yes. job. And that yeah. makes the story... You're, you're really getting close to talking me up. <laughs> it's so close. World building and immersion is our second category. <laughs> Jake. Seven. Wow. Seven for world building and immersion. Not a lot from the world building standpoint here. It just kind of exists, and it's actually, like, I didn't mention this earlier, but it's a weirdly hazy, dreamlike 
whimsical world in its normal state. Any scene that's remotely happy is sheened in this weird dreamlike. Oh way. yeah, it's bizarre. Uh, so the world building is interesting, and I think that helps because at least it's consistent. But it's not necessarily. A, a strength of the movie but from an immersion standpoint the movie is relatively tight most of the time that you have where you're following the 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 main female lead well, i don't know their name whatever she, <laughs> good good she word. Is, allison loman she is be, thanks she is being haunted she is being pursued by this demon for pretty much the entire movie like the movie starts she gets cursed by older woman she is haunted she dies that's it so, therefore, there's a lot of ground here where she can be fucked with. But, like I said, in the setting that you have, which is that that period of time is, like, maybe a little over an hour, you're able to cover the ground you need to cover. It didn't lose me. I'm not looking for my phone. Sure. So, yeah. Therefore, I think that it's higher. It's certainly higher than average. It's not super upper echelon, but it does a good job of keeping where, keeping me where it needs to keep me. Yeah, uh, I like what you said. I gave it a six. Look, this is, I, I think this is peak Raimi, and I like Raimi's shit. It's hard to get all the way engrossed in, but it's hard to not get engrossed in this blend of comedy, gore, and jump scares. Like, that shit will keep you coming yeah, back, I mean, and it's, it's well an interesting it, thing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So it's it's not going to, it's it's too discontinuous or whatever word exists to fill what I was trying to say. Yeah, thank you. Um, but it, it is above average. I agree. Mark. Okay. I went even higher than Jake, but we're kind of on the same level. I, I gave it a seven and a half. Yeah. I think you, there isn't really a whole lot I can add to this that you haven't already said. I think this is a fundamentally entertaining movie. It's gross out humor, which might turn a few people off. And frankly, I had to turn away from the screen at a few moments, but if you're turned away because of something that like the movie wants you to turn away as a result of, then that's sort of immersive in its own right. Right. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, it, yeah. it is. If I you think have to like, a... watch it through your cracked hands, right? You're trying exactly. to cover it's part your of the eyes. experience. Yeah, and that's and that's what this movie provides. This is like it, it, fun I, I find this to be a pretty humor. immersive movie. This is oh, definitely. This isn't humor. torture porn. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Seven and a half. Scare factor, Jake. Three and a half. Uh, it had its moments. They were like I said. There was enough going on with a what is an objectively jump scare heavy movie. That's kind of what you have here. Uh, there was enough going on to keep it from actively infuriating me. I think that there were some false summits. There was good implementation of sound. Uh, I I struggle to put much of the Ramiism in here. I'm I'm saving that for the next category. The other thing that I'll say is that I do think they did a good job with the shadow element of what this was. I think that helps build tension. But ultimately, it's just not a movie that I look at and I get scared by. It doesn't go there. The gross-out parts being what they are, it kind of was a neither here nor there for me. So I just basically struck it from the record and focused on the other things that it had going on. That might get some people it just kind of sloughed off me, so I'm not even going to talk about it. Three and a half for me. I could easily see why it would be higher. I would have a hard time understanding why you would go lower. Yeah, yeah. I give it a five for sure. Makes sense, yeah. The, the gross out scenes. I mean, the, the gumming scene was legitimately disturbing to me. Like, that was just, oh, God. That's horrifying. Gummy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> disgusting. And the okay. gross out scenes were, were effective. And then this, Sam Raimi knows jump scares, right? And he, Jake, runs the gambit. Of jump scares, if you will. I think you mean gamut. He hits every jump scare, every type of jump scare that could exist, right? He hits the ones that come out of nowhere with a big musical 
pinpoint. He sure. hits the ones that are a build up to nothing and then hit you a couple of seconds later. He hits the fully unexpected silent ones where there's like a hand on the window and then she turns around and there's just a silent yeah. shade behind her. Yeah. This has every kind of jump scare and yeah. all of them are effective in their own way. Yeah. So I think this is a pretty scary movie, all okay. told. Yeah, I gave it a five. Mark. I, I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. I went between you guys. I gave it a four and a half, and I was okay. kind of waffling everywhere between a four and a five. I, I could see it landing anywhere in that range. Like, I don't know. You guys have already said it. The one thing that doesn't that hasn't really been said is that there isn't really anything in this movie that will linger with you. The only thing I'm left to kind of ponder as at the end of this is what I talked about in story, which is sort of the cosmic stakes of everything. I could see that sort of getting under people's skin. Sure. Um, so I, I think that brings it up a little bit. It for is a me. tiny bit scarier now that you guys have talked me into this. Isn't a morality tale. It's just like a fucking not even be an asshole. Just like talk to the wrong person and you're cursed to yeah. hell forever. Yeah, exactly. This is a wrong place, wrong it's time, outrageous. and all of a sudden you're in burning hellfire and sulfur for the rest of <laughs> for the rest of time. Yeah, it's outrageous. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, outside of that, it's gross out. It's gross out scare humor. I mean, it does. It's it it repulses you when you see it, but it doesn't really like. I'm not going to lose sleep over the fact that she got yes. gummed by an old lady. Yeah, right. No. Effects or judicious lack thereof is our penultimate category. Jake, I had a hard time landing on a final score for this one. It's a hard movie to review. It's a hard movie to review. Uh, I think the instances of CG that I was displeased with held me back just enough for give, from giving this like a super high score, especially because of the impact that the final, final scene should have and how badly I felt about having yeah. to watch that with my eyeballs. Yep. Uh, I gave this a seven and a half. And frankly, it's mostly okay. because of that. That's very high. I I really like what Raby does from an effects standpoint. I thought the sound was really good. For the most part, when there's anything that's remotely practical, it's good. Sometimes when you have the CG-aided stuff, that's fine, too. There are a few instances here where it's bad. I really wanted... By and large, most of what this movie did I thought was just fine, if not good. But there are a few instances where it's so fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's sad. Yeah. That's why I was I, I just like, whatever. I'm just chalking it up to like, there are a few scenes that are bad. Seven and a half. We'll walk on. Yeah. Yeah. So I gave it a six. Um, and I completely agree with you. The practical looks great. There's some practical mix with CG that also looks great. Uh, Jake, to your effect, uh, to your point about the sound effects, I had forgotten I made this note, but I pointed out a note to you on my notes. And what yep. does that note say? It says the sound editing on this is, oh, it says it rules. Oh, okay. it says it's nuts. Oh, no, it There's rules. There's a glare. Yeah, sound editing is very I'm good. I'm also illiterate. <laughs> so the sound editing is very good, but the... CG is terrible in some places. In some places, yes. It's absolutely terrible. And and also, you talked about the anvil bopping out the old lady's eyes into so, the protagonist's so mouth. I love that scene still. I still love that scene. I don't know how to feel about it. I, I like how schlocky it. it is, but it's such bad effects. Uh, the end result is like, what? <laughs> it's but I still so love it. Bonkers. It's so stupid and funny. Yeah, even the, her, the, the, the old crone punching down her throat looks bad. It's and that's not even the fun part. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. So uh, I think that's kind of the key is there are certain parts that are too ridiculous for me to be like, this is fuck. I'm mad. Yeah, it's totally inconsistent. The last. Yeah. The yep. last scene. That's where I get there. I'm with you there. It yeah. needs to. It needs to look better. than. Yeah. Tough. Give it a six. Yeah. Okay. Mark. Fine. That's fine. Okay. Uh, I also gave it a six. Me and Jack are in the same boat. But I think it's important to say that we all did go better than average on this one in a weird sure. way. This is look. This is definitively not judicious lack thereof, but it's <laughs> no. sort of in the 
it's in the spirit of judicious lack thereof in the sense that it's the filmmakers knowing exactly what the visual story they need to tell is and exploiting the limitations of the effects that they have at their disposal in order to make that joke. In the way that Hammer films didn't have particularly good practical, but it's charming bad practical. This is charming bad CG. Is that kind of what you're getting at? But I also feel like I would say that the Castle films, they didn't know they were bad practical. The Hammer I, I said the Hammer films. <laughs> and I think the Hammer films did know. Oh, okay. The Hammer, sorry, whatever. Um, He's got Castle on the mind lately. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. I've watched a lot of Castle movies. I know you have. In the it's sense fine. that I've watched one Castle movie. He's been no, watching a lot of Castle, no. though. <laughs> yeah, I With love that. Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Fillion. Sure. Um, in any case, yeah, I mean, they, they, I, they know what they're doing. They know this doesn't look particularly good, and they're doing it anyway. So it's effectively the opposite of judicious lack thereof, but... Yeah, I, it's it's them employing the tools that they have at their disposal, not necessarily be the best looking things, but in order to get their point across. Sure. That's going to take us to overall. Jake, what is your overall score? We got some tilt here. OK, give it a seven. It's high. It's it's among the higher scores that I gave from the respective categories. But I feel like this is just kind of right. One of the things we said earlier that I think resonates most when I think about this movie as a whole, and I will continue to think about it when I consider rewatching it and whether one should or should not, is this might be the most Raimi movie. Absolutely. And that's fucking important considering who that dude is and what he's done for the genre. Like, you can get a lot of mileage out of this, a whole lot. And I think that that's really indicative of what he was able to well, what he was given that he was able to like utilize and just go for it with what this bonkers story, but with great set pieces that are really fun little pieces of uh, effects, you know, lend themselves to. So ultimately, this is a movie that I think I would I would recommend. It's in the realm of fun, and I could see myself revisiting it very very easily. Is it in the upper echelon? Not quite. But it's a good movie. Sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I gave it a six overall. Um, I, I don't have too much to add here. It, it's a good movie. It's not without its problems. I do think it's the most quintessentially Raimi movie that exists, and there's something to be said for that because that's a unique thing that does, I think, matter to the genre. So I gave it a six. Mark? I also went six. I'm upset that we didn't go six, six, six. But, um, yeah, I, I do think this is a fundamentally entertaining, relatively easy-to-watch movie. It's got a great cast. It's kind of funny. The, on, the only thing that you should sway away from is, look, it's inherently racist. It's inherently sexist. So with that grain of salt, I mean, keep keep that in mind. But it is still whatever. It's a product of its time. It's a, it's a watchable movie. It's a product of its time, 2009. <laughs> Dude, go back and watch. I mean, put this on with like old school or stepbrothers or whatever. Like there's there's a lot of problematic things that came out. In the, in the late aughts. I'm not fucking saying old school and stepbrothers aren't also problematic, but 2009 wasn't exactly yesteryear. Uh, it kind of, Dude, that's a decade ago. <laughs> Things have changed. <laughs> Rapidly. <laughs> yeah. I gave it a six. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> I gave my... That's my... That's where... We're going out with that. All right. We have to get out. Wait, but before we do, Mark, you messaged me independently. You said Ernie was acting up, and instead of spitting out... Uh, something else he spit out a new idea for what to do instead of him doing stuff yeah um he left me a note that doesn't sit right with me look he seems upset that that you guys specifically 
have been just ignoring him, just blowing right by his his whole segment. We created him. His his raison d'être was to <laughs> raison d'être. <laughs> I yes. don't speak French. I think it's yes. pronounced d'être. <laughs> his his reason, Dieter, was to weigh in on who won the segment, and we haven't been doing that because I don't know. You guys don't like the way he was calibrated. Uh, I don't believe that he exists anymore. I think you set him free and are faking his. The you juked the stats, cupcake. Uh, look, you saw the picture of the note I sent you. You know that's not my handwriting. So, this is science fact. Okay. Anyways. Ernie, Ernie can do penmanship now. <laughs> He's growing at I a distressing rate, I don't frankly. agree with the things you We're going to be in our own horror situation here pretty soon. Maybe. <laughs> um, anyways, he basically walked backward out of the house with both middle fingers in the air and just said, you guys should probably just vote independently on whether or not you guys think you should get drunk and watch this with your buddies and that'll almost necessarily get us to a conclusion what would there being three of us and all yeah yeah we're all gonna say we did the best <laughs> yeah so mark should you get drunk and watch this with your buddies thumbs up or down i gave it a thumbs up jake thumbs up man yeah three it's thumbs a, up okay right. wow <laughs> yeah there you go three thumbs up get drunk watch i this thought we'd buddies. have a thumbs up a thumbs down and a stuck joaquin phoenix gift <laughs> that just doesn't move either way <laughs> oh fuck Either way, you should check it out. Yeah, time to get the fuck out of here. Let's, let's do it. This has been episode 122 of the A to Z Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That's Facebook, that is Twitter, and those links are right down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, grab this uh, phone that I'm sure you're listening to the podcast on. Pull on up the podcasting app of your choice. We don't judge. Give the podcast a like, rating, review. Believe it or not, that helps a whole heck of a lot. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. Their links can be down there in the description below as well. Check out everything they have going on. And next week, we're continuing on into the heart of Women in Horror Month. That Correct. is February. Yep, February is Women in Horror Month. And we're checking out our next Mark pick, which I think is a pretty good candidate for this. We're going to take a look at May. Yeah, the Eli month, Roth's May. The name. Eli Roth. <laughs> and which which version are we watching? The okay. Eli Roth. The Eli Roth yeah. version. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. That's coming at you next week. And until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. Over at AZHorror.com this week, we watched 2009's not let the right one in. <laughs> wow. I get him confused. Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 2009's Let the... Fuck. <laughs> yeah, you're stuck on it now. You're stuck on it. Drag the right one in. <laughs> Rip the right one in. <laughs>